0: Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over The Line, beginning of the week. It is Monday and it is going to be a good week. I assure you, I assure you this week will be bigly, bigly. Thank you so much for joining us as you always do. You find dedicated people um plenty uh plenty to talk about today so i had to really compact it and figure out which route i was going to go but it's kind of a piggyback off of what we've talked about in the past in the sense of the media in non-governmental organizations dictating governmental policy that's a scary thing absolutely scary and i'll tell you more about it in a minute first i want to tell you something very very exciting We had been asked uh, several times about this, and we were very hesitant because I'm just weird like that, and I haven't wanted to go that route. Even even though so many content creators online do it, and they do it all the time, and some of them do it successfully. But after we were asked about it so many times, I finally decided we're gonna do it, and we are just going. All we're doing is providing the listeners of Over the Line to be a part of the show and uh, contribute to the show if it is in fact something they want to do. And that's why we have gone and we have set up a Patreon. Now, I did a video, if you watch this on YouTube, last night did a video about this and gave you kind of some of the details. So if you need to go back and watch it, but long story short, Patreon is a site that allows us to create an account and then allows you the over the line listener watcher whatever to contribute to the show monetarily now as of right now this is 100 percent donations you're just doing it because you love andrew and trish you love over the line um and it is it's there this is no in no way shape or form asking anybody to do it it is there so if you want to contribute to the show a show that we've done for free. Now, two and a half years we've been doing this show. And we haven't made any money off of it. None whatsoever. So, everything that, that we do here, it's out of pocket. All the blood, sweat, and tears we put in to make sure we get you this show. It's been all us. But we felt it was time to go ahead and do that. So, if it's something you want to do, you want to be a part of the show or contribute to the show, this is the way to do it. Now, let me give you a little rundown. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see... If you go to patreon.com slash Andrew McLean who, that's Andrew M-C-L-A-I-N-W-H-O, it will pull up the Over the Line Patreon page. And so what happens is when you see it, you'll see my mug there, my picture, you'll see the Over the Line logo, and you will see four different membership levels. And now the memberships are basically you saying, I am willing to donate this amount of money per month and there's four options i'm not 100 percent sure if there's a uh, you can put in a custom amount or not maybe it's possible i don't know y'all can figure that out on your own but it's a monthly deal so you just remember if you are wanting to make a one-time donation just make sure you cancel it before it comes back around for that second month and you shouldn't be charged but the packages we just kind of laid Trisha and I were like, what are we supposed to label these packages? Because, again, it's just donations at this point. Uh, We're like, let's do something patriotic, something American. So we did a $10 package, which we titled American, $25 package, which is titled Patriot, $50 a month package that is listed as deplorable, and then a $100 per month package that just says MAGA. (laughs) And I think it tags it by your name, too, when you do that. So, that's what we got going on right now on Patreon. I just want to make sure everybody kind of understood what's what on this. Um, In the near future, these packages will change from just straight-up donations to the show to actually benefits, and you will, in fact, get benefits uh, for subscribing to one of these packages. Now, once we start building this up a little more, we'll do that, And, and that may come in the form of... You get the podcast before anybody else does. Like we send it directly to you. You get some free merch. You get whatever. We, we'll come up with something cool. But again, right now, just, hey, want to want to donate to the show. Want to help you guys out in any way, shape, or form. And we will promise you, Trish and I both, we talked about this, that everything that is given to us through Patreon will go directly back into the podcast in every way shape or form it will be to benefit this podcast so uh we're gonna make that happen and we appreciate each and every one of you guys uh that are willing to do that we actually got our first one last night uh my our homegirl sheila b hooked us up and we appreciate sheila i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take uh the very first dollar of sheila's donation i'm gonna take one dollar out of it and we're gonna frame it on the wall and this is going to be the first dollar we ever made on the Over the Line podcast. And then if we're famous one day, they'll be like, hey, here's that dollar? We'll get Sheila to sign it for us. It'll be really cool. So yeah, go check that out. Uh, Patreon, dot com slash Andrew McLean Who. Uh, those links will be posted on our social media. And, and actually gonna try, if y'all listen to the audio podcast, we're going to try to post that link in the description on the audio podcast as well so you guys can easily... Click it and go, and it'll be easy peasy. I obviously cannot forget about my boys at Vapor Forge who have done amazing things for this show. We're talking about getting Tony, who's the owner of Vapor Forge, to come in and do a quick show. Uh, We've got some interesting things we can talk about with him, so that should be exciting. Make sure you go check them out. They are in Inverness, whatever that means. They're on Highway 280, 4673 Highway 280, Birmingham, Alabama. 205-874-9010 is their number. Make sure you go check them out. And when you do, what do you say? Everybody together, what do you say? I heard it on over the line. Good job. So proud of you guys. All right. So, as I wet my palate, the media, I want to start off with the media. And I want to go back to... Uh, Rudy Giuliani in the raid. We mentioned this briefly last week. Um, But as you know, 6 a.m. in the morning, Rudy Giuliani gets some bangs at the door that turns out to be the FBI. And the FBI is there with a search warrant, and they are looking to seize all of Rudy's electronic devices in his home and in his office uh, via a court-ordered search warrant. Now, Rudy Giuliani, by all accounts, has decided, you know, take what you need. I've tried to offer this stuff in the past, and you guys didn't want it, so if you need a 6 a.m. wake-up call to come ambush my home and get my stuff, knock yourself out. Right after that, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and NBC all started to report that Rudy Giuliani was given a heads up by the FBI about him being targeted by a Russian influence operation. The report said the FBI told Rudy Giuliani he was being influenced by the Russians, but he continued to do his thing and he completely ignored the, 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 uh, the, the warnings from the FBI. Because he's such a horrible person and he's colluding with Russia just like Donald Trump was. But not long after that, as happens so many times, oh so many times, the New York Times and the Washington Post and NBC News, in fact, retracted that report. I'm talking about egg on the face, full-blown retracted. The news organizations published the stories after the FBI raided Giuliani's home on Thursday, seized electronic devices. Federal authorities have been investigating whether Giuliani violated the law because of the Ukraine stuff in 2019, blah, 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 blah. Remember, that goes back to Trump giving a heads up to Ukraine. I mean, publicly saying this, by the way. Hey. Y'all should look into this Joe and Hunter Biden stuff. Y'all were investigating it. Then all of a sudden y'all fired the prosecutor. I think you need to start looking into it because we all know something is shady here. So the Times said in their correction, an earlier version of this article misstated whether Rudolph (laughs) Rudolph W. Giuliani received a formal warning from the FBI about Russian disinformation Mr. Giuliani did not receive such a so-called defensive briefing. Now, this is important because we know the people that buy into the Times and the Post and, and, and NBC and all, they're not the brightest crayon in the, in, in the crayon box, right? They're not the sharpest knife in the drawer, So when there is a correction, instead of them just describing where they messed up like they would in any other article, like they described it the first time they reported it, they try to throw some curveballs in there to maybe confuse some people as to what they're even talking about. Listen to it again. An earlier version of this article misstated whether Rudolph W. Giuliani. Now, who calls Rudy Rudolph W. Giuliani? Nobody does. They're trying to throw off their readers. Misstated that whether Rudolph W. Giuliani received a formal warning from the FBI about Russian disinformation, Mr. Giuliani did not receive such a so-called defensive briefing. (laughs) You see what they're doing. It's obvious. Even in their corrections, they can't be honest. They're into playing word games. They're into the old bait and switch. And even though they were forced to do this retraction and this correction, they're still trying to fool their readers with the way they're phrasing stuff. This was a pretty big L for NBC, Washington Post, and the New York Times. Here's the NBC News one. An earlier version of this article included an incorrect report that Rudolph Giuliani, see, they did it too had received a defensive briefing from the FBI in 2019 warning him that he was being targeted by a Russian influence operation. The report was based on a source familiar with the matter, but a second source now says the briefing was only prepared for Giuliani and not delivered to him, in part over concerns that it might complicate the criminal investigation of Giuliani. So they're like, that's not our fault because, I I mean... The first source told us it was true, but then the other source came over and they're like, ah, nah, he's just confused. They won't even take responsibility. This happens over and over and over again. Obviously, the entire Russian hoax is a big one. Uh, another one, uh, what's another one? When Trump called the Secretary of State, who was it? Is the Secretary of State he was talking to in Georgia? Over the election stuff? And he's like, listen, y'all need to get to the bottom of this. Y'all need to look into your election and make sure everything is on the up and up. And if you find fraudulent votes, you need to go after them. But if you'll recall, people like the New York Times reported before the call came out that Trump told the Georgia official to find votes to overturn the election. As in, manufacture fraudulent votes or get rid of legal votes so we can overturn the election. That was an entire narrative. They, they were using that to impeach him for the second time. This is not, oh, they just messed up this one time or they had a bad source. They do it over and over and over again. It never stops. When are they going to be held accountable? We've already talked about how their misinformation or their bad sourcing resulted in a change in foreign policy as to when our soldiers can and cannot come home from Afghanistan. We now know that was BS. And I don't even think that was a sourcing thing. I think that was, they knew exactly what they were doing. And they colluded with the Democrats in order to put that out there. So Trump would not be running into the election because this is, June, July 2020, he's getting ready to pull the troops out of Afghanistan. So they run a story to say, oh, Russians are putting bounties on our troops' heads. So you can't take them out now. It was never about bounties. It was never about Russia. It was about making sure Donald Trump did not have the accolade of bringing the troops home when it was time on November 3rd for everyone to vote. That's all it was about and they do it over and over and over again. They know this stuff is false. They know they're putting out fake news, and they just sit and wait and see if they get caught, and if they do, then they'll post a retraction or a correction, but they're not gonna do it until somebody calls them out on it. At some point, the media has to burn, but not just the media. But the FBI and the DOJ that collude with them, the Democrats that collude with them, going back to Giuliani's raid. He did an interview with Tucker Carlson that night, the night after the raid, right? The the, the day of the raid. And Giuliani gives America a little insight as to what happened at 6 a.m. at his home when FBI agents busted up in there. Take a listen to this. There was a big bang, bang, bang on the door, and outside were seven seven FBI agents. I said, well, don't you want these? And they said, what are they? I said, those are Hunter Biden's hard drives. And they said, no, 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 no. no." I said, are you sure you don't want them? I mean, the, the warrant required them to take it. And they said, no, no. There is no justification for that warrant. It is an illegal, unconstitutional warrant. So there's Giuliani explaining what happened. Saying they came in. I gave them what they wanted, even though it was an unconstitutional warrant, which all signs point to that being the case. And he says, okay, well, according to this warrant, if it is not unconstitutional, it says you have to take all the electronic devices within this home and within these offices. And here I have a handful of hard drives that belong to Hunter Biden that's got all the nasty, nasty stuff that he's done on there, all the emails you need, the real collusion, the real crime that you're accusing Giuliani of, Hunter Biden actually did. And told him these hard drives. And he's like, well, here you go. I assume you want these two. No, 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 no. We don't want those. We just want all the other stuff. So who knows? Who knows where that stuff ends up? But it shows you exactly who's working with who and who is on whose side and what everything comes back to. Giuliani is the third, third attorney of Donald Trump to be, to have been gone after by the DOJ. Think of what they've done to Donald Trump. Think of what this man has been through simply because he's on the different side Of the political aisle from these people. Threatening to lock up his family. Actually locking up his attorneys. Any sort of close confidant. Raiding their house at 3 a.m. Calling CNN and saying, hey, we're hitting up Roger Stone's house at 3 a.m. You might want to get over there so we got a camera on it. We want the world to see. Because it's not about justice. It's not about arresting people for committing crimes. It's about what we show the American people. It's about... The articles in, in, in the news stories that we can use when we do our sham investigations and our sham impeachment. The DOJ is being abused on a level that I don't think we've ever seen before. It's been abused in the past. It's been abused to uh, wrongfully go after people because of the color of their skin. It's been abused to go after people because of their nationality whether we're talking Japanese internment camps or whatever. It's been abused in very horrific ways, but we are seeing it at a level now that we've never seen it before. And to where they used to use the DOJ to come after us, the regular people, they're now using it to go after their political opponents. And as of right now, their political opponents are the only thing standing between the DOJ and coming after us. That's why it's important. It's not just political bickering anymore. It used to be, oh, they get in there and they fight and then they go have a beer afterwards and they're all buddy. It's not the case anymore, guys. It is for some of them, but it's turned into a blood sport. Bloodthirsty politicians that want money and power. That's all it comes down to. And they'll collude with anybody they got to in order to accomplish that. For instance, we're now finding out, thanks to uh, emails that we acquired, the New York Post acquired through the Freedom of Information Act, that the CDC and the teachers' union had been colluding in order to make policy that decides whether or not your children can go to school. That's correct. The CDC had decided that they were going to put out the recommendations and so many people across the country, follow the CDC's recommendations, follow the science. I don't give a crap what the CDC says because I think the CDC is garbage. It's nothing more than another political outfit in Washington, D.C. or in Atlanta or wherever that is in the business of benefiting themselves and not the American people. So we find out through these emails, that the CDC was ready to release guidelines for children to finally go back to school because we were following the science and the science says kids are not affected by this stuff. And as long as teachers are being safe and or vaccinated, everybody's going to be fine. But the teachers union stepped in. The teachers union stepped in said, no, we're we're not quite ready to do that yet. And they gave them the, the list of things they wanted. And so then the CDC puts out recommendations that look identical to what the teachers' union told them. The teachers' union are just in the business of getting more money for teachers, getting more... Uh, getting more re- relaxed rules or whatever. They're in the business of enriching themselves. And honestly, I'll tell you the truth, and I know this from personal experience, the teachers' unions don't care about regular teachers. I had an experience back when I was married and, and my ex-wife was wrongfully fired. She's a teacher. And when we contacted the teachers' union, to be like, hey, can y'all help us out? Because we, we got a situation here that's shouldn't fly. They didn't give a crap don't care they're hobnobbing with politicians lobbying to get what they want to enrich themselves and to do things that ultimately hurt the children and that's the point of all this they're worried about jockeying for position on what they can get the teachers and they left the kids out in the cold to suffer with isolation and depression and and, and f- uh, grades in free fall That some of these kids can't hardly recover from. Non-governmental organizations dictating governmental policy. It should scare the crap out of you. Unions at this point are absolute trash. Unions, if if, at one time, unions were just affecting the people that work under the umbrella of a union. At a steel mill or whatever. But unions are intruding on your lives your children's lives. Unions have the ability to, to make you pay more at the grocery store or pay more to, to, to build the deck on the back of your house. They've got way too much power. And so we've got a circle right now of mega corporations and mega organizations that are calling shots that affect your life and affect my life and it's up to the very few brave people left in congress to step in and do something about this the monopolies that go on in this country are detrimental to everybody's way of life even our founding fathers knew this even presidents past knew about this they said now we don't we don't need to give let one person get that much power you can be a private company and become successful and all this stuff, but you can't have that type of monopoly. And that's not to say the government comes in and shut these people down, but the government gives these people tremendous benefits that they have no business getting if this is the way they're going to conduct their business. Take those benefits away, maybe they'll straighten up. Section 230 for the big tech providers, for for, for the social media, Facebook, Twitter, repeal Section 230. You'll see a behavior change very quickly in those people. But it is very detrimental to this country when a teacher's union is deciding if or when your child will go to school, which dictates the physical and mental and emotional health of your child some jerkwad running a teacher's union in washington dc is deciding whether or not your kid can in fact go back to school and that should infuriate each and every one of you guys that's it for this edition of over the line thank you so much for being here for watching this video for listening to this podcast I appreciate and I love each and every one of you. Just don't forget patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who Andrew McLean, who once seeing McLean, don't forget that part. And if you, uh, if you find yourself willing to contribute to this show, we promise you that we will use that money to benefit this show and continue to make sure we're bringing you new podcasts each and every single day. And until next time. So you cool?